0: Brandon I'm a shrink I'm Derek and I'm a drunk and, and we're, we're here, here to, to get, get real about recovery okay so if you do what you've always done Derek you're gonna get what you've always gotten um if you if you keep doing the same thing over and over again you're gonna keep creating the same thing over and over again people come into therapy people want their lives to change and they're like well how come my life won't change and then they keep doing the same thing again and again and again Wondering why their life's not changing. Um, so, what does that mean about recovery? Uh, that means that unless you make a shift, unless you do something different in your life, you're not going to get different results. So, an addiction will ta- get you into these ruts to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and then start giving you results that you don't like. And you start complaining about those results, but it's hard to do something new, it's hard to make a shift. Why is it so like, hard? because we're comfortable we're comfortable especially in our with addiction it's so hard right it's so hard to pull your head out of your ass because because what addiction does is it it takes the pain away it it numbs the pain of life so why would we do something that starts to help us feel the pain and go through the pain right, right? so it's like
1: hard enough to change anyway but especially with addiction because that's like the exact thing that's keeping us same. That's it, the same thing that's like helping us get through all the shit.
0: It's counterintuitive to our instincts. Instinctually, we're saying, oh, good. I found something to take all the pain away. Um, it feels really good. It's so easy to get and all this stuff. So why would I do something different?
1: Yeah. And then I think the hard part is because it's one of those rare things that makes you feel so much better, like on the inside, but it's creating so much chaos and pain on the outside, right? Like even when it gets bad, it's like this duality. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. I don't have to think about this, this, and this. This is the way I'm coping with everything. But now you're creating way more chaos and way more pain, but it still feels good to take that substance, to take right. that away. So it's like... We, we
0: take the short-term um, relief at, at the cost of our long-term suffering. Hmm. If you think about it, the pathway out of hell is through misery, and instead of facing the misery, we fall back into hell over and over and over again. Um, and, and, and so to do something uncomfortable can be miserable. To do something vulnerable can be miserable. But as we sit in that vulnerability, we start to go through the process of change. As we start to go through the process of change, we start to get better results. And we start to actually see that our lives are improving by doing something different in our life. Yeah, right? for sure. But we, we want to stay stuck in hell. And that's that's the nature of addiction. Yeah. And I think then in your, uh, it throws off
1: really like your whole level of what – I think one of the hardest things for me because I'm thinking about like when I decided to make a change and I went to treatment. And for me, I was making a two-year commitment like treatment. That was right. like a huge thing because I didn't even know if I wanted to live like a week before that. Like right. I didn't even know if I wanted to like go on. And then then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I want to live. And then it's like, okay, if I live, am I going to be able to do this by myself? And then you look back and you're like, well, I've been trying to do it by myself for years. Right. Can't do it. So I need something. Um, but then I'm, you feel really good, those, that first little part when you're like getting sober and everything. But at the same time, it's weird because you're, you're still, you still miss it. It's like not what you thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. You just think it's going to be glorious. It's, once what, you start. it's what we
0: talked about on our last episode, right? That, yeah. and, and that's where that ambivalence kicks in, where it, it's this, man, I want something different in my life, but do I really? And, but, but I do, but do I really? And, and you get caught up in that back and forth. Especially once you start feeling better. You start feeling better, yeah. yeah. And, and, everybody goes through that, pink cloud. Everybody goes through yep. it. Yep. And, and, and uh, to give up your addiction long term can be tough because you'll go through those cycles in life where it's like, man, I remember that rut that I was in and it actually gave me some short-term relief from, from this pain and discomfort in my life. Yeah. Right.
1: So, so when we say pull your head out of your ass, what does that mean to you? Like When, that, when that's like our topic, what, what, is, that, what is that?
0: Well, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. And your head is up your ass if you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So pull it out, take a look at what's actually going on in your life and you're gonna have to make some hard changes. The inputs in your life need to shift so that you have different outcomes. Um, you won't get different outcomes without those inputs changing. Changing those inputs in your life takes some courage and it takes some faith. Um, and, and, but but it will make a shift in your life. So how, how does a person
1: like even even before that, like, how do I? How do, if this has been going on and it's, again, I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but things are still not completely falling apart, but I'm not at all happy either with where my addiction's at and where it's going. What, like, how do I really get honest to know how bad it is? Like, how do I get to that?
0: So a couple of things. Um, will, will propel you to that. So, you, so you're basically saying you're not racking up the consequences quite yet. Yeah, not, at least they're not horrible yet. Right, so, and, and your addiction's just kind of progressing along. Um, feedback from others will, will help you get honest. So, um, but, but an addict doesn't want to hear that. But if you're humble, you'll hear it. And so a family member, a friend, if you start getting multi, multiple people saying to you, hey, I'm concerned about you, uh, things don't seem right, what's going on with you? And if you're just like, oh, it's no big deal, you're minimizing it, you're pushing back, saying, oh, why do you guys worry so much, get over it, then you're not wanting to get honest. But if you're humble, you'll listen to that feedback, and you'll see like, oh, other people are picking up on the, on the fact that something's off in my life. Well, and maybe I'm not being real with myself, and I'm not owning that, um, and so maybe I need to, because yeah. I need to change my life. So.
1: I remember too, I remember getting to that, because everything you just talked about, um, that's how it started, Is it was so difficult to be honest, so there was like that, that took like a year, two years, and then I knew, then there was like a year or two of, I knew that I had a problem, and I knew that it was bad, I knew I needed something major, but then it was like, I didn't think that anybody, I didn't,
0: I didn't need anybody's help, I could still do it by myself. That's, that's, uh. One of the faulty core beliefs that most addicts have is nobody can nobody can help me. I got this on my own.
1: So in what you see, so first there's like a denial that there's even an issue. Right. Then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this has gotten bad enough. I know there's an issue. And then the, kind of the second step is, but I can do it by myself. I yeah. don't. I don't need somebody else's help.
0: Well, well, what we don't want to apply to the issue is uh, is a heavy dose of humility and vulnerability. Who, who wants to, Who wants to take that? And, and and help things get better. Like, hey, I can't do this on my own. Hey, I'm gonna start opening up to you about all my problems. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So so the first thing that we do, especially as Americans and in our culture and everything, it's like, I got this. Yeah. Let's take my pride and try to fix this thing. Because I'm tough, I'm strong, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna show people and I'm gonna show myself that I'm strong. Yeah. And this is this is where addiction just just wins because Addiction, addiction knows that if you keep it in your own head and in your own mind, and you don't get vulnerable, you don't get humble, you don't get honest, then addiction's gonna. You're gonna in those little tiny moments, you're gonna be able to go into denial. You're gonna be able to isolate. You're gonna be able to do the things that you need to do to keep the addiction alive and going. You know what's
1: funny? Well, and and then and then I feel like for me, just going back, because then I got to that point where I knew I needed help outside of myself. I knew I needed something else, another entity, uh, something. But then it was like the discipline to actually be humble, to do it, to actually like take that step. So, you know, it went from – I don't have an issue to, okay, I've got an issue. I can solve it by myself to, okay, I know I've got an issue and I know I can't solve it by myself and I know I need help. But then it's like, okay, it's still going to be on my terms. It's still, it's going to be what I think. It's not just going to be because then people are like, oh, okay, so you want help? We'll go here. Here's this place. No, I don't need that. I don't but, need that kind of shit. Uh, but,
0: but, but Derek, I do think there's, there's a balance a little bit. And what I mean by that is it's important for anyone, an addict or anyone, to create what they're creating in their life. So like I've seen, I've seen programs where it's like, okay, addict, um, this is what you do. And they, they, they prescribe these certain things that have to happen in order for them to get better. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, pride doesn't help. It doesn't help for the addict to say, no, I'm going to do it my own way. I'm not going to be humble. And, but, but it also doesn't, rigidity isn't also, isn't the answer either. Right. Where it's like you go into this program and they're like, they shove it down your throat and they're like, this is how you got to live. So so there's a, there's a dialectic there or a balance there of like, okay, I need my autonomy. I need to be me. But I also need my humility and I need my honesty um, to listen to the feedback of others. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to create this in my life. I'm going to be, I'm going to, be creative in what I produce out of my recovery here, but I'm also going to be humble and connected to what others are telling me. Mm, right? That's so true. I, uh,
1: and then I, you know, I, 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 think too working for, you know, and you've done like intakes, you know, and as you're going down that line of questioning, you, you, you have people that are there that are like needing treatment and there's a million reasons why they could be there maybe it's because of them legal issues parents family members loved ones but uh and then and then you really start to see that the problem was the things that were holding you back from recovery those are the same principles that are always going to hold you back from being able to stay sober and recover generally it's like when you, when i look back at those things those were things those were the same core behavioral issues that existed within me like denial not being vulnerable humility that that was making me that was feeding my addiction right you know what i'm saying right. so it was almost like that's why i've always felt like the process that leads you into recovery is probably even more important than recovery
0: the, yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. not
1: than recovery but then whatever you're going to end
0: up doing I, un- I understand does that make it's sense it's all therapeutic right right and, and and that process is is so important because think about it somebody who's who's successful in treatment they're already humble, mm-hmm. and they're already ready to be honest. That's the hardest work. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's forced into treatment and doesn't want to be humble, they're wasting time and money, Yep. right? So I agree with you, Derek, that that that, I, that humili- the process of humility is what really does create the shift. Um, I, I do want to talk about something, though, and, and I see this all the time. Um, it's this idea that if I... If I wanna be better, if I wanna overcome my addiction, then I better do these certain things, right? And, and they, they're given a checklist. And it's like, okay, if I do these, then I'm gonna be good enough, I'm gonna be perfect, I'm gonna be okay. And that, uh, it's a shame-based perfectionistic mentality. Uh, the motivation is, I gotta, I gotta prove myself. I gotta prove myself to my wife, I gotta prove myself to my parents, I gotta show them how awesome I am. And the thing about recovery is, is I don't believe, I, I do think doing things that are good will make your life better. I do believe that. But I believe that that recovery isn't about what you do. It's about what you be. And so we focus too much on the doing. We Okay, if you do this, if you do that, but what if you be humble? What if you be <clears throat> loving, be connected, um, be kind to others, be honest? Those things will really shift your life. So I could be, go into 50 12step meetings a week yeah. and be totally full of pride and I wouldn't be getting better but uh, I mean but how it does what is that
1: it's it, that's such a hard balance because I feel like even to be those things right to be humble like action is involved well, now now the mentality shouldn't be well if I do that then I'll be good enough because I can see I, I agree and
0: yeah if if yeah. I'm if I'm working recovery and creating more, pride and shame in my life then i'm not getting better so so but if i am being humble the do will come the do is automatic But
1: how, how do i be humble without doing something like I, you know what i'm saying like what how do how do i practice humility isn't humility like an action kind of i mean isn't it like i like i i, ha- I, don't, so I don't think
0: what I, I guess what i'm saying is is those things are from within right for sure. So like being humble, that that's in you first, and then you'll go be humble. You'll go create humility, right? Right. If you if you're being mm. love, then you go create love, and and you'll do things, right? The, you won't just sit around in your basement and like be floating around in love, <laughs> right? Um, that's, but, but that's
1: honestly what I was picturing. I was but, picturing a man floating <laughs> in love. That's what. <laughs>
0: Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, too? yeah. Some dude in his basement <laughs> floating around in love and humility, but not doing anything. Just like sitting, just chilling. I am sitting, love. I am sitting there doing no. Like if I am humble, if I am loving, if I am kind, but but an addict uh, addiction oftentimes gets you in this these energy states of pride, fear, shame, depression. So so if you if you go to twelve step and you see a bunch of guys who are succeeding and you are resonating in in shame, then what you're going to think is, well, I can never do that. Look at them. I can never be like them. Yeah. But if you go there and you're resonating in peace and acceptance and humility, then it's like, okay, like that's pretty cool that they made that. Now I'm going to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go forth and and become one of them, like like them, right? Yeah. You connect to that. Yeah.
1: No, that's a, that's actually that's a great point. And I think especially in this community that we live in like in utah i think that that's so applicable that's in fact that's probably the biggest thing of anything is well,
0: highly religious highly rigid yeah. highly where, where where there's a contingency to your worth you, you know your your worth is dependent upon your your days of sobriety or whatever that, that, then it's a, a white knuckle fear-based force-based recovery that doesn't work yeah it just doesn't work
1: and I, and I think that this topic applies to, you know, I, one of the favorite, my favorite episodes that we did was when we talked about how addiction is like a sliding scale. It's not either like you're an addict or you're not an addict. Like there are people in various degrees of that. Some are junkies out on the street. Some may be, you know, your neighbor or you that, that maybe looks at, you know, porn a couple times a week or, you know, I mean, it, it shows many faces. Um, but I feel like you, that probably a lot of us have our heads up our asses and somewhere on that sliding scale, whether right. I'm deep into recovery, and this is something that I'm assessing all the time. I mean, just barely a week or two ago, I'm like, you know, how am I doing? Like, and again, not, go, you know, just going back to like, how am I doing with commitments that I made to myself, to the boundaries that I've set, to the lifestyle that I've created right. for myself, you know? And it wasn't at all like a shame or, or fear-based assessment. It's, it's it's like an honest assessment with myself, knowing that I've been slacking, right? you know, and like saying, okay. This is important that I catch this early because I and and you can feel it. So you, it, and I love that. Like, cause I used to not know. I used to not know that a relapse started well in advance than the actual like relapse. It started weeks before. So
0: I I woke up the other night in pain, my stomach, and I think I have an ulcer. And it's interesting. Like middle of the night, three in the morning, I'm waking up like convulsing in pain, and and it's like, why didn't I stop before? kind of check in with myself and get mindful about the levels of stress in my life. Like really get clear and honest with myself about what's working for me in my life or not before my stomach starts eating itself, yeah, right? D- do you I, see what I, I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Self-reflection is doing? so important, Yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but, but in order to self-reflect, it takes humility. And it, and it takes a real willingness to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna shift some things because the way I'm living my life isn't working for me. Yeah. Right.
1: And I think that's the that's where that definition of humility, because we, we keep coming back to humility and it's either like it's either that we're not enough. Right. I mean, what's the opposite of humility? It's either that like huge shame because we're not enough or like pride. Or, or pride like what you're talking about. The other end of the spectrum, same with like now that I'm, you know, oh, well, I've got X amount of days. I've got X amount of years, you know, sober like I so went to X pri- amount of meetings. If you're
0: prideful, your head's up your ass. That's yeah. what you're saying. So if you're
1: prideful, your heads up your ass, and if you're full of shame, your heads up your ass too. Because you're not going to change either. Get it right? out of your ass.
0: Seriously. <laughs> Just
1: get humble. Yeah. Get humble. Get hum- That's what we're talking well, about.
0: The, it goes this the, in these steps: get humble, get honest, and if you if you get honest, you got hope for change. Because if you you're really rigorously honest, not with others, with yourself, you're out of denial, you're not justifying things, you're not minimizing down what's going on. you're You're honest and you're saying, I am looking at my life here. I'm looking at the consequences, I'm looking at what's going on, I'm mindful of it, and I'm honest. And and, and if I go take another drink right now, then I'll own it. I'll, I'll be accountable for what I'm doing because I know exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm not I'm not in denial about it. I'm not shifting blame or anything like that. I am choosing to drink right now. I'm choosing to hurt myself. Yeah. Right? Or get humble and get honest and say, like, really? I don't want to do that. So I'm going to shift. I'm going to change. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Great episode. Yeah. Good stuff. Pull it out, guys, and uh, make some changes. Make some changes.
1: Follow us um, and like us on Facebook. Also,
0: make sure to subscribe to... On iTunes, our podcast, yeah, and please share this podcast. We really need you to share this; it's really helpful. Another thing is hop on iTunes and write us a review. Uh, the more reviews we get, the better. So,
1: and I, I just want to say I appreciate, I've appreciated. I've gotten some some uh, some direct messages from from many people, and, and you know sometimes we're doing this, and you know we feel like we're speaking to. You know, like we're trying to get such a large audience, and and then we realize when when you know you get some direct messages from some people that haven't been able to open up or be honest or that need help or have questions, and that's why we do it. I mean, that's why we're when here. we sit down and we talk about these things. It's like just to help whoever, even absolutely. if it's one person. So absolutely. So
0: all right, guys. See ya.